the problem of things today. It's a, this is the essay of the episode. The problem of things today, the reason why nothing seems to work, is simple. And yes, many things are actually working, but I don't think you really want to play that card at this time. We are destined to suffer. We know this. I don't know a lot about Buddhism, really. I'm not going to play the Buddhism card. But I do know he placed an emphasis on the notion of suffering and detachment. I do know a fair bit about Gurdjieff, both through books and through organized practice. And he also discussed suffering and detachment in detail. Ironically, he said that one of the greatest attachments people had was literally their attachment to suffering. So that is to say, one of the key things that makes you suffer is that you are attached to your suffering, and as a result, likely suffering yet further. In this sense, suffering satisfies the ego. I wanted to share that. It's, it's an important digression in the context of everything I'm sharing right now. At the end of the day, what I'm getting at is the problem of things today is that we need to embrace the suffering <laughs> in a different sense. Let go of the suffering, embrace the problems, experience the problems, and bring new ideas to the foreground. And there's a particular point here about the types of efforts that we're making that are not working. In the face of all our contemporary ideas and policies and initiatives and efforts and movements, we continue to fail. I guess what I'm getting at at the end of the day is that the social movements the policies, the political efforts, I don't believe in them that much. I really think that the self must sit with the self and the self must sit with the suffering. And the self must also build something new inside of it and bring that to the collective. And I think that's how things might move forward. In a sort of Zizekian reversal, I want to point out that things are getting better. New Agers certainly believe that things are getting better. We are in an ascension process. It's hard to talk about that because most of the people that are talking about the ascension process are not in the academy and they are not scientific. And that's okay. For me, that's okay. I, tr- I definitely try to use statistics, empiricism, science, rationality, the left, um, left brain, linear, etc. But I also want to use the intuitive. Option three is not just about centrist policymaking, but it's about integrating multiple ideas of different dichotomies. I find some New Agers and channelers too ethereal, bordering on impractical, and even disconnected from reality. But... Maybe there is intelligence in that move. What reality are you disconnecting from? Are you disconnecting from the bullshit? In any case, I want to share a little information from Terrence McKenna because I think it's inspiring. And then he does a better job of articulating or he does another job of articulating the notion that we need to look within. The systems that are out there are definitely failing. And I even, to some extent, include the social social political movements what are the movements really succeeding in doing because there's a great once after after every great agitation people seem to go back to what they were doing you know eating hamburgers and watching television and i'm talking across multiple communities racial economic etc the question is what are you doing with your life Are you sitting with the self? 
Are you sitting with your suffering? Are you growing and bringing that growth back to the collective? Now what looms ahead is the mess of politics. And this, I'm sure you have no stomach for. I certainly don't. I'd rather be stoned and uh, <laughs> rocked in the arms of the goddess. But as a matter of fact, this dominator thing is not going to be unhooked and put to bed without a struggle. Everyone is going to have to be counted. I've talked to you in recent months about memes. Memes being the smallest potential units of ideas. They're like genes. We are the nucleus of a mutant meme. The meme of plant consciousness, hallucinogenic consciousness, shamanistic consciousness. We have to refine this meme, replicate it through repetition, and spread it through society in the same way that a plant sheds seeds into an ecosystem. The idea will compete. The idea is a good one. It's adaptive, it's clever, it's tough, it's invasive, it can make use of many contexts to promote its own existence. But it can't do any of that if we don't replicate it and get it out. So uh, I see these kinds of meetings as an opportunity for building community, as an opportunity for people to look around themselves and connect with the other people who are here we cannot be told from the rest of the population unless we self-select and gather together at a single point in space and time. When we do that, we recognize each other. When this meeting is concluded, we will merge back into the larger stream of the body politic. But carrying this meme of the Gaian resurgence, the Gailanic wave that must come I mean, people say it's so wonderful that you articulate these feminist ideas and so forth. I do it because I don't want to be dead. I do it because I don't want my children to have no world to live in. There is no choice. It's, uh, it, the walls are high and the current is moving very fast. What we need to do is merely uh, keep our spirits high and learn to sing the song. By sitting with ourselves, I'm proposing that we do germinate what he calls the Gaian force. Well, he might not use the term force, but he talks about the, the plant world, and, and he associates it with the shamanistic world. And I have actually had my time around shamans. That's another story. I have not done ayahuasca. Sounds like pretty rough stuff. I have a lot of respect for ayahuasca. And uh, it sounds like a serious teacher. I have had the fortunate opportunity on two occasions to take small amounts of peyote in uh, the Native American church. And um, I am, as I've said several times, half Chicano. And that is... Uh, uh, in some communities, it's understood that these are groups that intersect. I would say they certainly do. And I was uh, told a little bit about what's called blue deer medicine. And uh, I've, never, I've never been with the Wichol south of the border on a blue medicine, uh, blue deer medicine hunt. And that is a very specific thing from what I was told. 
in any case, getting back to my the title of my essay, The Problem of Things Today, is that the movements won't work, the political so- solutions won't work, and what will work is sitting with the self and building something with the self, germinating something within you, and contributing it to the public, contributing it to the, to the collective. And that's what I think uh, Terence McKenna is talking about in this, in, this, in this moment, that he talks about it in his own amazing way, of course. And he was a psychonaut, no, no doubt, um, a quote-unquote psychonaut. That's someone who, who travels the psychedelic realms in f- search of information. And he brought back amazing information and probably, most importantly, information for him individually. But he still shared, he was still able to share information with us. Uh, I have said it in my blog before, planetary consciousness is rising. But let me say something else in a new way. The only solution is a shift in your consciousness, period. I am tempted to leave it at that. But there's a caveat, unfortunately. There's always a caveat with me. I don't think everyone is going to make this transition. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I think some people are going to, they're going to die, and that's okay. You, we, do, we all have to die, and there's timing issues. Ba- basically, you know, there's, there's natural death, and then there's cataclysmic events that produce other deaths. And it's kind of like people who don't want to be here for the ascension, I guess is what I'm getting at. The problem of things today is that we have to grin and bear it, grow on our own, maybe helping each other along the way, but often on our own. You have to suffer through your lower self, your stupidity, your mistakes. On a collective level, it's a horrifying thought. Think of WW2, think of Vietnam, think of Rodney King. Think of children in their cages. Uh, Think of the death of George Floyd. Think of so many different things. The list goes on. And we must sit through it, in a sense. And in sitting through it, in sitting with the self, we rise above it. This is my belief. So I made that recording in last year. I want to make some important observations as a minor, minor, minor addendum. He talks about the dominator thing. And he, what I'm really responding to was really last summer, having a lot, a lot of it had to do with both, both sides of the George Floyd conflict both the social justice side as well as the policing sort of argument. And I think they both come from a dominator perspective as opposed to, uh, say, a surrendered perspective. And I know a lot of people would might say that, that Black Lives Matter is a... Is, and I support, basically, I, ostensibly, I support Black Lives Matter. It's, I'm not really deeply into it. It's not like a thing that I, I push, but essentially I completely support it. I, I did... Um, podcast piece on Kaepernick some time ago. I think it was in the first episode I ever produced. I definitely defend what he did. I think it's it's totally, completely reasonable, more than reasonable. It's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. He's He is setting a great example for a type of social justice warrioring social justice efforting. I've said this before. I don't have a big problem with property destruction even. Okay, I don't want to get too woven into those discussions, but I've made these arguments in the past. But I think both sides, many sides, most sides of all these debates of social justice, race, inequality, etc., etc., 
they all come from the perspective of I'm right, you're wrong. I want to be the dominator. I want to control. And I think ultimately there is an increased need for people to look within themselves and solve their own problems. And in some ways, that's a very conservative perspective. And I'm certainly not a conservative. I'm a radical centrist. And I mean, when I say radical centrist, I mean I support the Nordic model. We have to continue to experiment with policies and move forward, et cetera, et cetera. But I still think there's this space where people need to meditate, reflect on themselves, practice mindfulness, and evolve. Terence McKenna also talks about memes, and he calls them the smallest unit of an idea. And he talks about the notion that ideas are like, you might call them trees that are planted in the social ecology of the, of the, of the planet. And we are sort of the seeds of the seed that becomes these ideas. Or, or rather, it might be better to say we are the seeder. We're the one who plants the seeds. We create the meme, and the meme is the smallest unit of the idea. And we are integrating a plant consciousness. Plants, you would think they're very weak and they're not very strong. But in the long run, with what's going on with climate change, it's plants that are going to get what they want. It's not humanity. Humanity is not going to beat the plant kingdom. You know, biodiversity losses have been enormous. But in the end, it's plants that are going to win this battle. And that's why it's very interesting. Plant consciousness is a very strong consciousness. It's very slow and deliberate and powerful over the long run. And this is kind of what I mean about the state of things right now. The state of things today. We have to become more like plants. We have to sit within ourselves, look within ourselves, find the valuable space where we're quiet and strong, find that quiet strength in ourselves. And if we use George Floyd as a sort of a sounding board for this whole discussion, I respect the protester perspective a great deal. I can't really be a part of it. It's not my scene. And I definitely don't like the policing the, poli the pro-police perspective. I think they both come from this dominator space. Now, where my argument gets particularly weak is that the civil rights movement was very successful and it did change America. Similarly, if we look at Gandhi and his ability to confront the British Empire, he was very successful. And these were these were essentially nonviolent efforts. They kind of had some of the aspects of what I'm getting at, which is a meditative, quiet strength. I just don't see that as much in some of the movements going on right now in America. I don't see a higher consciousness involved in some of the movements going on in America, and I think we need it more. There is a minority of people on this planet who are rising in their consciousness. And as they do that, they're creating solutions for themselves. And that connects very much to the great resignation. People don't want to work for these shitty companies that treat them like shit. So they're going to go out, use the internet, and hustle and find a solution for themselves, work less, have time to relax, and have time to meditate. And that's a great recipe. So I want to close on the State of Things essay Gurdjieff, as many of you know, was a master of wisdom who had a deep influence on me. He passed on in uh, 1949. I read many of his books and participated in some of his organized work for a brief period of time. He had this allegory where there's a chef and there's a bowl of soup that's boiling 
uncontrollably. And he said something along, I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines of a young chef will dump a bunch of cold water in, a, in order to get the, the, the pot back under control. And that's not the right way to do it. It ruins the soup. It might, it might actually splash everywhere. You might get hurt. The wise chef, the older, more experienced chef, takes a little bit of cooler water and pours it in a corner of the bowl and slowly stirs it into the rest. And so you don't destroy the soup. You don't destroy the ratios of the, of, the, of the spices and all the qualities of the soup. And you get the temperature back down. You get things back under control by making a small adjustment and spreading it elsewhere. And that's really what McKenna was also talking about. He's saying that we should gather in groups, meditate. I think that's what he's saying. And we are the meme of a larger idea, the plant consciousness, and it's spreading out into the into the planet. And this is happening. That's the thing that's so exciting. And that's why I want to emphasize, when I talk about the problem of things today, I'm also talking about the solution. And the solution is to do that process, to be that experienced chef, to be that experienced gardener, that experienced tree planter, idea maker. You want to make these small adjustments, work with others, work with yourself, and share them with the world. Music credits, Nightlife by Twisterium, High Tech Background by Twisterium, Mysterious Guitars by Twisterium, Leap of Faith, Intro Outro by Nature's Eye, Background Loop Melodic Techno by Zenman, Awakening Instrumental by Awadaboy, Melodic Techno Number 3 Extended Version by Zenman, and Flavor by Wadaboy. I also want to thank pixabay.com for access to the music. I really appreciate you stopping in. If you want to make a donation, you can go to the main website. Please do go to the blog for written content available 24 hours a day at option3project.blogspot.com. The current blog covers extraterrestrials. It's a multi-part blog. It talks a little bit about evidence, and it gets into the subject of exopolitics which I will be talking about further in uh, some coming essays, either on the next episode or the one after that. I look forward to having you join me again. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.